Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Tuesday, March 30th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Hoynesy, your last day out in Goodyear uh, before bringing it back home. Uh, you're going to go out and see the the Indians, uh, I guess, exhibition finale against the, the Diamondbacks before they get on a plane and head to Detroit. Uh, we'll get into our thoughts on spring training and and all that later. Uh, you know, we, we, it's it's been an interesting camp. It's been a sort of the, the kind of camp we haven't really seen out of the Indians in a long time. Yeah. You know, they've kind of, uh, you know, stops and starts. Um, we've seen, uh, you know, the emphasis to me, Joe, uh, you know, we wanted to see the starting pitching and the starting pitching was, you know, didn't blow anybody away. It was a little, it was a little shaky. I mean, you know, police act, uh, you know, pitched yesterday. He's given up nine home runs this spring, Joe. That's a lot of home runs, <laughs> even for Arizona. But, uh, you know, the key to me has been, uh, you know, just kind of, I think maybe they're growing, that rotation is growing into, you know, this is spring training. They're, they're young a lot for, you know, McKenzie and, and police act and even Savali, their first full spring training camp. So, you know, they're kind of, they learned how to uh, work their way through it. Yeah, really, it's it's kind of unusual for guys like um, Zach Plesac, Aaron Savali, Tristan McKenzie. It's not their first big league spring training, but it's their first big league camp where they're not competing to get on the roster. They're not really, you know, trying to show something. They, these guys knew coming in that they'd be in the rotation at some point this year. And for at least for Plesac and Savali, it was work on what you need to work on, get yourself ready to endure a 162 game season. And as much as you'd like to, you know, chalk those home run numbers up to, well, it's just guys getting ready. Oh, well, you know, Eddie Rosario isn't hitting well, he'll just turn it on. He's a veteran. He can do that. You know, there, there's going to come a time and that time is Thursday when these guys have to flip the switch and, and get it going. Uh, hopefully, you know, nine home runs is a lot in spring training. I just, that number is staggering. Uh, yeah, especially for a guy who you were expecting to be your number two starter. Yeah, and I think these guys were trying to, uh, like you said, Joe, that's a good point. You know, these these guys are all young guys. They're used to coming to camp and and really, you know, uh, really trying to win a job. The job, but they had the jobs, and they're trying to walk that line between being competitive and getting ready. And I think that that's hard on young pitchers because you know you want to <clears throat> you want to strike everybody out. You want to win every inning win every game and uh, you find out in spring training, that's not always the case. And, and the coaches are telling you, you know, this isn't about the final score on the scoreboard. This is about you, you know, getting your pitches to where they want to be. And I think that's, that's a whole different uh, attitude that you have to take and have to learn. Well, take solace in and be reassured by the fact that 
you know, when they look to somebody in that rotation to lead them when it comes time to say something like, you know, guys now locking in, it's time to compete. Here's how you compete. Uh, it's Shane Bieber. And, 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 and that's a pretty good example. You're talking about a guy who's going to be as focused and locked in as, as anybody in baseball. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this is a Cy Young winner. Um, he's had a lot, a lot of success in his first, uh, you know, th three parts of the first three seasons in the big leagues. He's going to be the opening day starter. And, you know, he's a guy, they don't have a lot of uh, uh, experience in that rotation, but if you got to follow a guy, you know, if you want a lead dog starter, he's, he's a pretty good guy to, you know, to uh, watch go to work and uh, follow his routines. And before we, uh, we started recording here, you and I were talking about the bullpen and, you know, from where we were before spring training and training camp started to where we are now, I think our, our attitudes and our ideas about the bullpen and, and what they could be this year uh, really have done a complete 180. I mean, coming into this, this training camp, the bullpen was one of the biggest question marks uh, on, the, on the club. Now it looks like it could be one of the biggest strengths. Yeah, you know, you've got guys that, you know, if they don't throw a scoreless inning, you're surprised. You know, Maton gave up a home run yesterday uh, against Kansas City, and that was only the second run he's allowed this spring, you know, in, in like 10 appearances. So, and, and there's been a lot of that. Oliver Perez has pitched really well. Whitgren has pitched well. Um, you know, uh, Class A has really pitched well. Uh, you know, um, Karen Check has great stuff. He's been up and down. But you know he's going to be in there. You know if he gets hot, he's very, very dangerous. And uh, you know Trevor Steffen came basically came out of nowhere, like a Rule Five guy makes his right. bullpen. You know that that's a big thing. And Quantrill, you know, it's still a work in uh, prog you know work in progress. Um, but you know he's had success before in the in the big in the big leagues as a reliever. I just think uh, you know Brian Shaw's sort of Renaissance rebirth re re reimagining himself as like a power pitcher now too. That, that's the thing. He comes in there. He's now he's a, uh, now he's one of those, you know, mid to high nineties power arms that, that they're going to try and roll out there. We'll see how long that lasts. And, and Trevor Steffen, uh, really one of the the big storylines of camp, uh, just coming out and forcing his way onto this club by, by showing them, you know, this is, this is the future of what bullpens look like six, five two fifteen, throws a hundred miles an hour and has a slider that, you know, buckles your knees. So, uh, yeah, the, the Indians bullpen could be a strength. We'll see. Uh, as, as we, as we sort of move into this last game, this is like the, the last dress rehearsal, the last, uh, the final tune-up should, will we get an indication from Terry Francona, what, what his opening day lineup could look like if, uh, if we look at this or, or is this one of those ones where you, you, you run the, uh, the backups out there as much as possible? You know, with the off day tomorrow, I think you'll probably, you know, you, the regulars will be out there. I haven't seen the lineup yet, but, uh, you know, I think for, you know, for about five innings probably, and then you get the, uh, you know, the shock troops coming off the bench. Uh, but, um, but yeah, I think this, uh, just uh, if anybody needs a little, more, an extra bat here or there, you know, those guys will get it in, in a game like this. You mentioned shock troops coming off the bench. Uh, Yu Chang. Uh, another guy who uh, continues to to impress with just every time he gets an opportunity, it seems in camp, he's he's hit the ball, uh, you know, home runs, driving in runs, and his ability to to play multiple positions uh, has has won him a spot on this team, and uh, you know could be a very valuable asset for the Indians just as a sort of a jack of all trades on the infield. 
Yeah, you know, uh, yesterday uh, he started at, th at first, I mean, at third base, and he moved over to first. You know, it's just, uh, you know, he's, he's really kind of, uh, you know, uh, you know, used his, uh, I mean, he's become a much more versatile player, uh, and he's a right-handed hitter, and, uh, you know, he's had a good spring swing in the bat. Uh, so, you know, that's a, that's a plus. Um, you know, and we've seen a lot of young players, you know, if there was a key to this or a fun part to this spring training, it was to see the, the young uh, position players that the Indians have accumulated and watching them play. Yeah, I, I don't think Tito ever gets tired of, of bragging on or complimenting or, or talking, speaking highly of uh, young guys that, that get to come up and sort of play those second half of the, uh, the exhibition games and, and get in there late and, and just sort of perform on the, on the big league field. Uh, we, we saw it with Owen Miller. I think uh, it's, it's well-documented. Tito thinks that Owen Miller is a big league ready bat uh, at some point this season, if not already. Uh, and Tyler Freeman also, you know, one of the Indians top prospects on, on every prospect list, you know, he's in the top three uh, among the Indians pro top prospects, his ability to put the bat on the ball has been really impressive. And it's something that the Indians might need this year. Yeah. And to me, defensively, Joe, Tyler Freeman and uh, Andres Jimenez, I, you know, if, if you had to split the difference, it's, you know, it's paper thin. You know, I mean, this kid has played great defensively. He's played great at short, great at second base. You know, he makes contact. I mean, he's hitting, I, I think he's hitting over 400 in spring training. The same with Miller. Uh, we've seen a lot of, uh, you know, just a lot of uh, uh, promising talent, uh, you know, and um, it's, it's, it's been fun to watch. And, you know, we've seen the usual guys, uh, Rocio, Rocio, Brian Rocchio has come up and, and, mm -hmm. and done a nice job. Um, and, um, you know, so I, I think that part is encouraging. You know, that part is, uh, you know, we're seeing, you know, some, uh, some of that talent or some of the, you know, the, the talk between, become talent, you know, and that's, well, yeah. that's all you see. They've, they've traded away, you know, so many, uh, you know, star frontline pitchers over the last how many years? It's, it's about time some of that top line talent starts to sort of rise to the top and, and and show and produce, uh, I guess that's, uh, that's definitely what they need. Hey, before we get too far into this, I wanted to take a second here and mention a contest that we're running right now uh, on cleveland.com. It's, it's actually uh, through subtext. If you join our Indian subtext service, uh, it's $3.99 a month that you can join at joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians. You can win tickets to our upcoming opening day event, which is always something that uh, the Indians fans like to, to see. We're doing it as a virtual event this year. Hoynesy, myself, uh, Doug Maurice, Terry Pluto will all be involved. We've got some special guests, Indians alumni like Carlos Baerga and Mike Jackson will also be there. But really, yeah, the first 10 individuals who sign up for subtext this week, who register for subtext, it's a free two-week trial. The, the free two-week trial and you get a free ticket to the virtual event. Hoinsey, what do they get from subtext? What's, what's one of the benefits here? It, uh, Joe, it's, if you're an Indians fan, if you're a baseball fan, this is really a cool, cool thing. Uh, our, our subscription list has been growing and you get, uh, you get breaking news, you get, uh, you know, hot tips, you get opinions from Joe and me on, on the Indians, on their roster moves, on the moves they're making. 
I mean, if you're an Indians fan and you want to be locked in, be ahead of the uh, ahead of the curve as far as news goes, this is a, this is the place for you. So uh, again, that's you can text Hoinsie or myself at 216-208-4346 to sign up for subtext uh, with the Cleveland Indians. First 10 individuals that subscribe will get a ticket to this virtual event on opening day, the home opener, April 5th at, I believe, noon is the uh, the first time or is, is the time it, it happens. It's a, you know, a lot of fun, a lot of uh, giveaways, prizes on April 5th for the home opener. And if you sign up, if you're one of the first 10 to sign up, uh, the free two-week trial here, you can win a ticket to that event. Uh, once again, it's uh, joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians, or it's just uh, easy to sign up at 216-208-4346. Just send a text message there and we'll uh, send a message back telling you how to sign up. Let's uh, let's jump a- away from uh, Indians training camp right now. We'll, uh, we'll get back to our final thoughts on camp here in a minute, but I uh, wanted to talk about uh, story that broke yesterday, uh, yesterday afternoon, Major League Baseball announcing that as soon as players start getting their vaccines, the vaccine uh, has, has proven to be effective in, in a lot of ways. And once the, the players are vaccinated, up to 85% of their tier one uh, group, which is just players, coaches, and, and the, the folks that travel with the ball club, uh, teams can start relaxing some of their protocols. Uh, you know, uh, about like mask wearing while they're in the dugout and, uh, you know, distancing and uh, who they can hang out with outside of the ballpark and where they can, you know, meet, can family members travel with them, things like that. So there's a whole long list of of changes that could be coming to to these uh, protocols. I found it funny. One of them is they can play cards on the team plane during a flight. (laughs) You know, that's that's something that's coming back. Uh, Once, once they're, once they're, fully vaccinated. And so you, you're talking about the month of April. Basically, the protocols are basically going to last through the month of April. And then after that, most teams will have all their players vaccinated and they can uh, they can go back to somewhat normal life. Yeah, it's, I think that's encouraging, Joe. I think it's encouraging from, uh, you know, just a, a general public point of view. And it's encouraging from an industry point of view. You know, it's this means, you know, it, it, as the players get vaccinated, as the general public gets pa- vaccinated, as the percentage increases, you know, there's more fans in the stands, uh, the game gets back to normal. Um, and from a media standpoint, they might loosen some of the restrictions on us and we can get back to normal to uh, doing our job the way we used to do it instead of doing it on Zoom. Yeah, yeah. Zoom interviews are, are, are great when you're in a pinch, but, uh, you know, there's nothing that substitutes being there in the locker room and being able to approach a guy and just say, hey, you have a minute to talk, as opposed to having to arrange it through the, the team's PR uh, department, which the Indians have been more than accommodating and fantastic about. But it's still, it, 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 there is something missing and lacking over the last year in, in our ability to do, to do that job. So, so really, Terry Francona was asked yesterday about, you know, you know, what he thinks about that. And he, he again, he thinks it's great. Once once the, the protocols are, are explained and everything, all the rules change, you know, and this will also help when it comes to, uh, you know, guys not getting pinched for, uh, you know, leaving the hotel room or, uh, you know, having to having to quarantine or sit out or anything like that. 
as long as the, the testing stays where it's at, uh, the, the levels of, of you know, positive negative tests stay where they're at, uh, it, it, it will help in terms of competitiveness because you won't be missing players and, and having to, to sit guys out. Yeah, I think, and this is an incentive to the players to get the vaccine. I'm sure there's, you know, like anybody else, any segment of the population, there's probably guys that don't want to get the, the vaccine that might be a little, you know, uh, hesitant to do it. So if you get what, 85% of your team gets the, vac the vaccine, you can, you can, these, these restrictions will be lifted. Right. 85% of the people in your tier one group, which is not just the players, but it's also, you know, coaching staff, trainers, uh, the crew that, that travels with them in terms of, uh, you know, the guys that the clubbies and, and, and all those guys. So I think Terry Francona and a lot of the coaches already have their second shots and, and they will be fully vaccinated within the week in terms of the, you know, that two week period afterwards. So, um, you know, we, we could be headed for a, a, you know, and that's also reassuring Terry Francona with all of his medical issues. If he's vaccinated, he's not going to have to worry as much about the virus, you know, moving forward. You're not to spend the whole season worrying about uh, Terry Francona's health which is uh, another key. Uh, hey, another big story uh, that's out there right now, uh, Francisco Lindor, uh, former Indian shortstop, and the Mets are in negotiations on a long-term, a potential long-term contract uh, that could keep him in New York as long as, uh, you know, 10, 12 years. Uh, but there seems to be a little bit of a discussion there. The, the Mets uh, came at Lindor with a reported 10-year, $325 million uh, offer Lindor, I guess, countered with 12 years and 385 million. Uh, what do you think the chances are that Lindor gets a deal done before uh, the season begins? I don't know, Joe. <laughs> the season starts in two days, so I mean, I guess uh, there's always a chance they get it done. But he says he won't negotiate, and after opening day, we'll we'll see. You know, that's a lot of money, a lot of money to turn down 325, and. Uh, 385, you know, is that, is that too big a, a bite for the, uh, the, the uh, Mets to give them? I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I think it, it just shows you that the Indians never had a chance to sign this guy. This is the kind of, you know, this is always the kind of deal he wanted. And, you know, if he doesn't take it, it tells me he never wanted to play in New York in the first place. And he wanted to have that freedom to pick and choose who, he, where he wanted to play. Right. I, I, to, to me, I think any offer that doesn't include a four in it is uh, is not going to get Lindor. I think in his mind, he thinks he's worth four hundred uh, million dollars somewhere, uh, whether that's you know ten years, twelve years, however many years. Uh, he wants to get as close to, if not that four four hundred million dollar uh, number. Uh, I think he he definitely thinks he's worth that. So uh, we'll see if that's the case. Uh, you know, uh, like you said, it's a lot to turn down. But there are other factors as well trying, that would motivate Lindor to want to get a deal done before any sort of labor uh, discord happens in the offseason with the uncertainty of, of you know, whether they're even going to be playing in, in 2022 uh, because of uh, the, the CBA and all that. Uh, he would probably want to get that deal done. Yeah, and, he, and if he doesn't, you know, he goes out into, the, into free agency with that great shortstop class. There's going to be a bunch of shortstops that are, you know, at least his peers on a talent level. And if he doesn't have a great season next this season, maybe that affects his value as well. 
I could see somebody giving Trevor Story as much or more money than uh, than Francisco Lindor, and that's that that's probably something he would want to avoid. All right, uh, let's let's go back and, and and wrap up spring training since you're uh, halfway out the door of your hotel room right now, getting <laughs> getting ready to get on a uh, uh, get in the car and, and drive over to uh, Phoenix. Uh, give me two guys who really stood out or just improved their standing. Maybe not it. Maybe not guys who made the the club. Uh, you know, just any two guys who really stood out to you and and did themselves uh, you know proud in this uh, Indians twenty twenty spring training. Well, one is uh, Cesar Hernandez. Thought he had a great spring. Uh, you know, he's on a one year deal, um, and he certainly if he keeps if this was an indication of how he's going to play during the regular season, he's he's done all he's he's put himself in good position for another uh, for a, at least a multi-year deal next year or I think he has an option right does he have I believe option? they have an option on him yeah so of option so maybe uh, maybe the Indians pick that up but he, he certainly impressed me um, and uh, you know I, I like the way I like the way uh, Roberto Perez came to camp um, and uh, you know just looked like he's ready to play swung the bat better he, that was a little bit encouraging and one guy one more guy was Logan Allen I thought he had a just you know, we had a great, great spring and uh, deserved to win a spot in the rotation. Uh, I'll, I'll go with a couple of guys who didn't make the uh, the roster coming out of camp, who really sort of, uh, you know, up their stock, I guess you could say, in, in spring training. Uh, the obvious one that stands out is Bobby Bradley. Uh, Bobby Bradley came in and did everything he could to win a, a job in camp. Uh, he, he hit the ball. He hit the ball consistently. Uh, he drove the ball and showed power. Uh, he, you know, greatest shape of his life, I guess, is a, is a, is a cliche from spring training, but, but he looked like he was, uh, you know, physically, he was, he was at a great spot. Uh, just couldn't come, couldn't overcome the things that he couldn't overcome, which were Jake Bowers, uh, you know, not having an option. So uh, that's pretty much the only reason Bobby Bradley is not on this roster. And uh, the other one, I, I would say Gabriel Arias really sort of uh, gave the Indians a lot of hope. Uh, this is a kid who they really didn't know much about him. They didn't see much of him after he joined the club from uh, San Diego in the Mike Clevenger trade. Uh, he spent the last season in or after the trade in the at the alternate site. But really, this is the first time we got to see what he could do. And boy, he hit the ball all over the place. I think he started the season like eight for eight or nine for nine, eight for nine or something like that. Crazy. And he showed power. He showed the ability to play multiple positions. Uh, he's got good size. He's got everything that that really you would need. Uh, I think if there wasn't, if there weren't so many people in front of him in terms of uh, major league readiness, I, he might have pushed for a, a spot on the roster uh, in in a down year, maybe uh, at, at that point. The way that he was hitting the ball. Yeah, very impressive. Great arm. You know, he could, had really good awareness on the infield. He, you know, he looked, he played uh, older than he he is. What is he, 20, 21 he years old? He just turned 21. When, yeah. we, we were interviewing him on his birthday uh, after he had a couple <laughs> of really good games. So, yeah, he's a, he's a real young kid. So, uh, like like you said, future is bright in terms of the, the franchise, in terms of uh, um, prospects and the farm system. All right. That'll do it for uh, for Hoinsey in, uh, in Goodyear. Uh, the next time we talk to you, uh, we'll be – uh, getting ready for opening day as the Indians are going to head to Detroit uh, tonight and, and get settled and have a workout tomorrow. Uh, Hoinsey, we'll, uh, we'll get ready to kick it off here in a minute. All right, Joe.